Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's Podgo at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. And always remember to take it easy. You're watching Profile Pod TV with Double A. And always remember to take it easy. And welcome to Profile Pod TV. Welcome, Happy New Year, everybody. How's everyone doing out there? Double A here. I'll be your host of the evening once again. And wow, I'm so excited to be back on the podcast, man. It's been, uh, it seems like so long ago. It's only been two weeks. It's only been two weeks. I hope you had a ho- great holiday season. Uh, I know I did. I, you know, a lot of family time, a lot of uh, food. Uh, I think I've gained over, I don't know. 15 pounds over all the food I consumed in the last two weeks. Uh, yeah, it was a great holiday season, man. I hope you were able to uh, spend time, quality time, whatever, however that looks like. I hope you were, um, you know, you got to achieve uh, joy and, and during the holiday season. And um, it's good to be back here. To, wherever you're tuning in from, thank you for being here. If you're watching on the replay, thank you so much for being here. We already got um, all of some of you in the, in the, in the comment section. Welcome. Uh, Yibram, Gonzalez, Saul, Mercado, Pie Cruiser, my man. How are you? Happy New Year, everyone, uh, and and welcome to the show. We got a great show in, in store for you tonight, man. We got a gentleman who, um, gosh, he's got a, a, such a great story. He wears a, a master of many hats. Um, I don't know how he does it, man. He's he, I know he's a busy man, and uh, we're we're excited to bring to have him on. Before we we bring him on, though. Let me go ahead and do a couple things here. As you know, uh, I like to uh, say a couple things. I do the shout outs, um, do, you know, kind of give you some information, announcements or what have you. But uh, yeah, lots of th- lots of things are, are, are happening here at Profile Pod TV. We're going to be we're going to be moving to a different format in the near future where I'm going to have a, a, a quote unquote studio and have the in-person um, have my guest in studio with me. So we'll be face to face. And we're going to do the best we can with with that, uh, you know. Obviously, with with the whole COVID thing and stuff like that. So, but um, that we're going to move, we're going to be moving in that direction. So, um, stay tuned for that. You know, for now, we're going to be here on on this format, which is fine too. But um, you know, I'm just gonna we're going to be um, we're making some changes. So we're making some changes, but uh, but it's exciting. It's exciting, and uh, you know, think we're growing and. Uh, just a lot, lot going on, a lot going on. So, like I said, stay tuned. We got a great um, January in store for everyone, man. We got starting off tonight with my man Morrison McAvally, and then we got uh, next week with another great musician. Uh, we got a model coming in out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and then another musician, man. It's going to be a musical artsy month. 
to kick off 2021. It's going to be a beautiful year, man. So if this is how we're going to start 2021, then it, it's a great sign. It's a great sign, right? Uh, real quick, shout out to Alexander Orozco, the Hood Foodie. Uh, my man is uh, battling some health issues right now. Prayers up for him. Uh, get well soon, brother. And uh, big shout out to you, man, the Hood Foodie, who um, along with 818 Insider, we uh, organized and held the toy drive last week or uh, December 21st now, almost about two weeks ago, as of yesterday, uh, they had the toy drive in Sherman Oaks, California, in the San Fernando Valley. Super a great event. Um, just honored to be a part of that. And um, you guys can check out the um, the footage on that on my Instagram on ProfilePodTV. Check that out. Lots of good things. Um, we, you know, it's, children got blessed uh, over the holidays with toys and. And so that was that was really a blessing to be a part of, man. So big shout out to those guys. Uh, also, big shout out to um, Fidel Avendano of Talking Again Podcast and my man Eddie Geary of Social Primates Podcast. Check out the episode. I just uh, I was a guest on each one of those two and uh, a great experience with those guys. Um, those guys run a great podcast. So I was really, really uh, you know, honored to be to be part of those guys, uh, to be a guest and honored to be a part of those podcasts. So check those out as soon as you get a chance, man. And uh, I think you won't be disappointed. You know, I've, I've only done a few uh, guest appearances on other podcasts. So I'm, I'm a kind of a rookie in that area. But um, nonetheless, I, um, you know, they were fun, man. I learned great learning experiences. And those guys are, you know, they, they do what they do is they do what they do very well. You know, very professional, man. Those guys are just uh, uh um, you know, top notch, top notch. So big shout out to Talking Again Podcast, Social Primates. Check them out if you guys are looking for a good podcast to listen to. Um, you won't be disappointed. So um, let's get into tonight's guest, man. Let's get to let's get to the nitty gritty here because uh, my man uh, hails from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and now he's residing in Los Angeles. He's got, a, like I said, he's got a great story. He uh, he's a recording artist. He's a producer. He owns his own record label. Uh, founding member of Casablanca Connect, and uh, which is an organization we'll be talking about with him. We're going to get to know his story. We're going to get to know what, what he's all about, man, because I'm really super curious. Uh, we've only had a few conversations leading up to, to tonight, so I'm going to be learning all about Morrison, just like you guys are uh, tonight. And uh, without further ado, guys, let, let's bring on my man, Mr. Morrison Machiavelli out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, now in L.A., Morrison. Yo, what's up? How are you, man? Welcome. I'm doing very well. How are you today, eh? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good, brother. Thank you so much for be being here, man, for taking the time to come on, on, on my little podcast here, man. Um, what's new with you, man? How was your holidays? It was beautiful. Went down to uh, Rosarita for the new year and uh, got, got to cleanse before we move into this new territory. Moving out of 2020, it's been, uh, it's been a very challenging year, so... Uh, I'm hoping this year will be different. I'm hoping uh, on, on a note within reflecting back on the context of uh, people who are facing medical issues right now. Dr. Dre uh, was is having a brain aneurysm. And he's in the hospital right now. So before we start, I want to give prayers to, to Dr. Dre as well on that note. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I heard. I just heard about that. Uh, yeah, like everyone else, right? A couple, like, I don't know, like two hours ago or so. Morrison, but yeah, big shout out to Dr. Drake. Get well, and uh, big prayers for 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 him. Absolutely, man. Um, 
But yeah, man, I, again, man, I can't thank you enough for being here. You were down to Rosarito, Mexico, huh? Yeah, yeah, drove down. Um, I've been staying down in San Diego a lot throughout these holidays as well. Um, it's just a little more open, a little less. Uh, it feels it feels like a better vibe during COVID time. So I've been bouncing in between L.A. and San Diego frequently. Man, San Diego, man, that's love San Diego, brother. Love San Diego, man. You know, it's 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 there's never a bad day down there. You know, it's the the weather stays beautiful, a hundred percent of the time, man. Exactly. I mean, if it wasn't for the workflow, maybe I'd be down here a lot more. But the work is in L.A., the money's in L.A., and uh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. And and you, I mean, coming from Minneapolis, Minnesota, yourself, man, uh, you know, you know what cold weather is. I know that. Yeah, I'm um, done with it. I divorce cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Speaking of Minneapolis, I, I had the—I um, don't know if you're familiar with the Purple Preacher. He was a guest I had on here. He's out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and uh, check him out, man. I don't know if you—if you're familiar. Most definitely, I will check him out. I haven't had the opportunity yet, but I—I I do remember you, recall you mentioning the Purple Preacher as well in our previous discussion. Oh yeah, man! Big shout out to him, man. He's uh, he's all about Minnesota. He represents Minnesota. Big Laker fan, you know. And uh, so, yeah, man. Are you a Laker fan by any chance, or anything like that? Because coming from Minnesota, I'm not deep into sports, but I hold it down for most of the home teams, other than the Vikings, because I can't associate myself with. You know, that's a little. That's a little. Their track record isn't isn't meeting up. So, I got I got to take the uh, the the the, uh, the choice on that one. I, I hear you, man. I hear you, man. Yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all good, man. But, but, uh, man. But yeah. So, man, let's get right into it. You came out from Minneapolis, man, right? And uh, what what year did you come out to LA from from out there? Uh, two thousand seventeen. Oh, two thousand. Okay, so not not too long ago, man. No, I'm still pretty fresh. Um, I've I've got my feet wet, and I've been able to put myself in a good position here. And as you know, it came it came with the with some work, but. Uh, over the last year, I've really found my place in Los Angeles and been able to start to spread my wings and, you know, move around a little bit. Yeah, very cool, man. But so you came out in 2017. I was under the impression that you came out uh, earlier than that. Um, so, wow, that's impressive because you're, you know, you've done so much already in such a short period of time here in L.A. And um, now, now tell us, uh, when you came out, you had you lived out of your car. Yeah. For... for Tell us about that, man. How long did you have to do that? Yeah, so when I came out here, I came down here with around $600. I had blown a lot of money. I had spent a lot of money. And I had paid a lot of people um, for different positions in music, different things. Um, so so I, I was getting out of a different lifestyle. And I decided to come down here and just pursue music full time. I knew that the opportunity that I wanted was not in the Twin Cities. There's not really a market for it. Big, big ups and respect to all of the artists back in the Twin Cities doing amazing things. There is an amazing arts community there. But for me, I simply don't, I don't see the fans. I don't see the uh, community being stimulated by a strong support system other than just artists supporting each other, which is beautiful. It's, it's great and it makes great art. It's the best training ground I could ever have. Um, but coming down to Los Angeles, um, it's something that I that I wanted to do for a very long time. Although when I came down, I didn't have the plan well articulated. Uh, but I knew what I needed to do, and I knew that I could make more money in Los Angeles. So it was just about getting down there. So I had a uh, six hundred dollar 
pickup truck with 360,000 miles in it, Chevy pickup truck, um, drove it down and lived in it for a year and a half. And for me, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't what a lot of people may make it out to be. I don't really consider myself homeless within that time because I was comfortable. I became really comfortable really quickly um, in the sense of I found my place of security. I actually stayed in Sherman Oaks. So my, I can say this now because I don't stay there, but my home was Michael Jackson's latest state. Um, apparently there used to be a building over there near the Galleria in Sherman Oaks and they park a lot of vehicles around there. There's a little alleyway that goes off if you go right by the Galleria by 405 and uh, what is that, the 170 or 405 and whatever that crossing intersection yeah. is where the Galleria is. And uh, 101, I think it is. Yeah, 101. Yeah, that's right. And I, I used to park right there because I could go into 24 hour fitness every night and every morning, hit the gym, shower, all that. Um, so it was good for me. Uh, within that time, I was able to really cleanse my mind and focus um, a long period of sobriety. I wasn't I didn't want to drink. You know, I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to smoke weed. I didn't want to do stuff like that when I'm living in my vehicle. I wanted to be sharp. Um, because of what potentially could be, you know, um, in Sherman Oaks, you're generally safe, but you know, anywhere, I mean, the, the craziest stuff happens to me in the places where I least expect it. So I'm always, always on point with that, but, uh, stayed there a year and a half. And for me, it's because I'm stubborn. I didn't want to, uh, I'm not into renting and yeah, I have an apartment now I rent, but, uh, but I'm more about ownership. I owned my own mobile home before I came down here. I ended up selling it. There was some redevelopment, so I was forced to sell it. I was going to rent it out or flip it, um, but, but I wasn't able to do that because of the redevelopment situation. So fast forward being down here, I found a couple opportunities, and uh, I was able to get started and make my way around. Oh, wow, man. So, so you, you would sleep in the, in the bed of the truck? I would sleep in the front. I would sleep in the front seat. So I actually had the uh, driver's seat door panel pulled off uh, because <laughs> because the, uh, the the glass came out at one point. My, my cousin broke the glass on accident. And, uh, and when, when he attempted, when he repaired the glass or when he replaced the glass, he, uh, he messed it up. So I took the door panel off. But what that did is it gave me the extra wiggle room. I was able to stretch my <laughs> my body out all the way and i'm 5'11 so you know it's just perfect but uh but i mean it was a solid it was a solid fit i've had some of the best nights of sleep in that vehicle so you know i'm scoochy wow interesting man and so when you actually decided to come out here morrison from minneapolis did you were you expecting to live out of your vehicle for for x amount of time or was your plan to uh maybe look for an apartment like but you, like you said you're stubborn uh but what, what was your plan coming out my plan living situation my plan was to find the right apartment eventually so i was not in a hurry to find an apartment i planned to live in my vehicle um and i knew when i found the right apartment i had to find a place where i could make music i had to find a place where i could basically set up a home base um and i did that uh i ended up finding a friend i could stay with i rented a room from him for a while the situation didn't work out um, within the roomy situation. He's still a good friend of mine. And I got my own studio apartment in Hollywood and I've been there ever since. So I got a nice, I got a nice little low key spot right on the boulevard out there. So it's, it's convenient and, uh, it offers me the flexibility I need with the position that I'm in now, as far as where I need to travel, um, within regular times, you know, outside of this whole COVID situation. 
Um, so it worked out well, and I'm glad that I made the decision the, uh, with the with the way that I made it. Right, man. And, and what what type of work were you doing during this time for that, that year and a half? So when I first got here, I was mostly focusing on the music stuff. Um, I was really setting up bass, mm. something that people in the Twin Cities know and uh, a lot of other people don't know is I used to go by the name Excel. Morrison Machiavelli only came about within the last uh, within the last two and a half years. So I've been cultivating this this music and, and this new uh, this new brand and this new identity in many ways, this new character um, throughout that time. And in many ways, finding that character musically, um, obviously, that's a different part of the discussion. But um, within that, um, I started out working with a uh with uh what is it a rental company so like uh they rent out space i was an assistant manager over there moving up to manager boom 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 and i found an opportunity working with a shoe designer so i hopped up out of there and i went and worked with this shoe designer he's an amazing amazing character amazing man um ali tabacoli he taught me how to dance he taught me salsa and he, the man's a legend um so yeah and he, he designs his own shoes this man went from uh this man went from America, went to China and learned Chinese just to set up his own factory to develop dance shoes. So I learned a lot of entrepreneurial stuff and uh, wow. and a lot of life things within that time. So I spent about a year working with him, living out of my vehicle. I didn't let him know. I think he caught on a little bit, but, you know, I was within my pride and just staying on my stuff. He was paying me cash. So I was able to kind of build up just as an independent contractor and start to put my things in line with my different businesses to be able to uh, move appropriately, you know. Yeah, no doubt, man. No, that's a, that's a, I mean, what a, what a uh, demonstration of, of, of resiliency and, and determination, man. You know, big, big, um, big shot, you know, big prop, a lot of props to you, man. A lot of props to you because, I mean, it, it seems like you were, you were, I mean, you were coming out here um, to pursue your dreams, man. And you were willing to sacrifice, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It seemed like you were willing to sacrifice everything to to make that happen or you know to to get that process started coming out here man and and to you know um you know that I think a lot not a lot of people are willing to do that man you know yeah most definitely I mean I've been through it in life so I mean I've been through all different junctions of life within uh within my my youth as well as within my young uh my adolescence my young adult years um so just so you know it wasn't I mean, for me, it's just it's just switching up the environment a little bit. Um, I could I could survive and thrive anywhere, but it's all about having the mind right and being able to move in the right direction consistently. Yeah, de- definitely, man. You de- yeah, that's you summed it up right there, brother. What what was um, what what did you learn about yourself throughout that whole experience, Morrison, during that time with you know living out of your car for the year and a half? I think I, it, it's hard for me to, uh, to attribute a lot to the experience of living in my vehicle. Um, I don't feel like that really developed and shaped me a lot because I have to look at that also in the lens of, of my coming of age. And like I, I matured a lot just within that time as a man. Um, and I think that had a lot to do more so with just with growing and becoming older. Um, I feel like at a lot of junctions in life and a lot of places in life, I was moving in a lot of different directions and just kind of trickling off. And I wasn't able to concentrate the stream and be able to move effectively with that. So as of recent, within the last year, year and a half, I've really been able to focus all these different 
desires and these different uh, entrepreneurial ventures as well as my musical career, they all, they all run parallel um, and they complement each other rather than trying to do this entrepreneurial thing over here and then this music thing over here and I'm gonna work with kids over here and they're all separate. I wanted to be able to do everything in a way that uh, that would all complement each other. Some of the things that you've mentioned previously and, and beyond. So you kind of wanted to intertwine everything. It sounds like. Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to pull my focus in different directions. Um, I, it's mm -hmm. not so much that I want to like, I, I don't want to overlap the things. Um, I want to mm -hmm. make sure that they each have their space, but, but I also want to keep my mind um, and my direction very focused on my focal point. And if, if I've got one thing over here, one thing over here, I'm constantly turning my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I can hear you, man. I hear you. I, you could get, uh, you know, you can get a, a vertigo almost when you're getting turned around here <laughs> back and forth. And, you know, I've yep. been there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, a big, big shout out to Saul Mercado, man. He has a comment there. I don't know if you, if you can hear, read the comment there. It looks like you, you know Saul. Oh, let me see. I can't. I can't see the comments. Let, oh. me, let me hop up on here. Where, where's the comments at? He, he's. I think he has a joke there. Oh, I see. I see. You came to California to smoke some marijuana, but it was still fire. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I see know. the comments now. Yeah. What's good, y'all? There you go. Big shout out to Saul Mercado. Um, with the with the joke there for for uh, Morrison McIverly. <laughs> yeah, glad you peeped that. Thank you. Thank oh, it's, I think he's quoting your lyrics. Yeah, right? yep, it's the lyric. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, that's right. That's right. In, which we'll talk about in a little bit here, man. So, what did you ever feel like you wanted to quit the Morrison during this time, man? Like, did you did you ever just want to say, you know what, I'm just going to go back home? You know, did, did anything like that ever occur in your mind? No, nah, not at all. Be, because the thing for me is, first and foremost, I made the decision. All right. All right. So let me frame this a little bit with music, with my relationship with music. Yeah. I didn't I didn't want to really commercialize my music until I developed the character Morrison Machiavelli. And there was this rebirth because of that. I didn't care about it back in the day. So you got to think for for the first like seven years of me making music, I was making it for myself mostly. Um, I, I appreciate that other people enjoyed it, but I was making music and I really didn't I didn't even care about the quality overall. I was making this music to perform it and share it with my community. And that was the most important thing to me. And uh, my grandma used to, my, my family has always believed in me. They haven't always been the most supportive within like raising me in many ways. Um, they've always loved me and they've always supported me. Uh, morally, they've always stood behind me. Um, we, we didn't have a lot of finances and we didn't have a lot of things like that growing up, but, but like, you know, with love and, and morally, they always supported me and they always believed in me. I was, I was the adult in many ways. But within that, when my grandma passed, um, one thing that she used to always say to me um, is she used to say, I can't wait to hear your music on the radio. And I guess with that experience, as well as coming to terms with um, I, my maturity, I used to feel like a disdain for music. And uh, I guess I just opened up my lens wider and really started to take in a lot more and realize I want to make music for other people. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to compromise my integrity or my artistic expression. Um, so I made that pact when I started. Um, and it was very easy for me to do because that's what I've always been doing is even though I'm commercializing my music and I'm pushing it out there for more people to hear and I'm putting more effort into that, making sure that people hear this, I'm not going to compromise my integrity or my artistic expression and my artistic freedom 
for that. Um, and that's the reason why I've maintained my independence in many ways yeah. um, to this point. That's not to say I will always be independent, but um, having that opportunity of independence and being able to cultivate myself independently, um, not only does it leverage a greater opportunity in the long term, but uh, but it's it's built me to understand the big picture. And I'm glad you know I am where I am now and not where I was at 22 years old because I could be one of these cats who really went up and went down and you know everything that comes with that is not what I want out of life. So, you know, wow, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. No, that's, that's uh, unbelievable, man. If you, from, from a personal standpoint, man, to, to me, that's just like incredible, man, what you did, you know? Thank you. Just, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, so where does, where does your love for music come from, man? Do you, do you have a musical family? Um, is it something that came on later on in your life? Or, I mean, what, does it go back to when you were a school-age kid, you know? I mean, where does that come from, your love for music? So I, I've always had a love for music. And I remember my mom used to play a lot of, like, Journey and Ozzy Osbourne, music like that. Oh, yeah. Hip-hop caught on with me. I think I was, like, five or six. And uh, Keenan and Kel came on. You know, Coolio did the theme song. This is, uh, we're talking mid nineties, I think, right? Late yeah, 90s? we're talking mid nineties and I was born in 91. I'm, I'm a, oh. I'm an early nineties baby. So like <laughs> when that hit, like when Coolio hit, I remember being a kid jumping up and down and I remember grabbing a microphone and I'm, I'm talking like small, small confirmed by my mom. She, she recollects this and I have pictures. Like I used to dance around with the microphone when Keenan and Kel came on and that was like my first introduction to hip hop. Um, so, so like many people from my era, we were making mixtapes out of, uh, CDK cassette tapes and all that. Um, and I just, I just grew into it. I mean, I started making music, I guess, when I was 13, playing guitar and singing. And I would make some, like, I would make some rap songs, like rhyming words and trying to come up with these super lyrical miracle type moves. But at the end of the day, I was just doing it as a form of expression. Um, as I explained earlier within the evolution, it only came something that I was super serious about in this way um, at that point. But even within all that, I, I always wanted to know the business and I always wanted to be able to cultivate the business aspect of it because I realized we're in a world of so many billion people where even if you're just making it for the love, you can make a career out of it and you can make a life out of it. Even though I'm trying to do bigger things now and reach a wider market of people, my goal back in the day was like 100,000 fans. And that's, you know, that's like, if, if you're making music and you're consistent and you have skills and talent and you make quality product, 100,000 is not, is not a lot. That's, you know, that's not, that's not the yeah. sky. So if that's your ceiling, then right. it, is, it is what it is. There's no problem with that. But, you know, at the time, that's what it was. No, I hear you. Yeah, of course, of course, man. And and, and you know what, man? And speaking of Minneapolis, you come from Minneapolis, Minnesota, man. I mean, the land of Prince, you know, the home of Prince and, and Morris Day and the time and that whole, you know, that entire movement. Uh, I mean, needless, needless to say, if there's, you know, I think uh, that that in, in and of itself is a serious, could be a serious influence for anyone. In, in from your your part of town from your um where you come from right yeah true true yeah w was prince in, um, anything did he have anything to do with your, the, that influence for you 
Prince didn't really have an influence on me, to be completely honest, especially not within my youth. I can say now he does. Um, and I, I honestly only really got into Prince um, or started to even look into Prince when the Chappelle show came out. Um, before okay. that, I didn't really know his music like that. I kind of knew who he was, but I didn't really know his songs. But when Chappelle show came out um, and I saw the skit, I started <laughs> to realize the mystique and that was very alluring. I mean, I was very deep into Jim Morrison and a lot of stuff like that. That's where Morrison comes from within Morrison Machiavelli. So with that, gotcha. you know, I, I had to, uh, I, I really respected the, the, the impact culturally that Prince made the statements that he made as an artist and the independence that he, um, that he, held himself and that he encouraged others to, to capture. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. No, I, uh, I'm a little bit older than you, man. So yeah, I, uh, I mean, I go way back with Prince. Uh, I'm talking about Purple Rain, you know, we used to watch that movie on VHS all, over and over. And that entire soundtrack, man, is just like, uh, is one of like the anthems of my childhood, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Prince is one of the greatest of all time, right? And um, so, uh, are you familiar with the artist Atmosphere? Oh yeah, most definitely. I'm familiar with Atmosphere. Yeah, they're dope. There's a, there's a question there from, uh, from Pie Cruiser. Was, was Atmosphere an influence in, in music? Yeah, Atm Atmosphere was a huge influence. Um, I won't say so. They weren't really. They they didn't like draw me into hip hop. I was already listening to hip hop before that, but I was introduced first to Dino Spectrum, and I heard some of Dino Spectrum. People from the Twin Cities, if you can get back on Dino Spectrum, it's they're gems, man. I self divine is a beast. Uh, Gene Pool, Musab, um, and Slug from Atmosphere. But uh, I actually really got into Atmosphere when I when I got a um, 1994 Punkarama tape, and I found it. I found it outside, and that introduced me to Atmosphere. And then I went in deep, and I got to know uh, POS. Shout out Steph. Um, and I got to know a lot of different people um, through that. I got to know Brother Ali um, and all of these artists from Twin Cities that um, are on the RSC roster. And then after that, I branched out into understanding or learning about a lot of the other artists that really, really have had a strong impact below the surface. I'm talking about cats like Muja Messiah, St. Paul Slim, um, incredible, incredible artists. And, you know, the, the peers that I'm with now, they're, Twin Cities is amazing. Amazing. Oh yeah, man. It's uh, I love that whole scene out there, man. It's like you mentioned, it's a, a lot of amazing artists coming out of there, and um, that, that community is, is really special out there, man. And um, so it, something that you wanted to, uh, I'm sorry. What are, can you name a, a few other uh, influences, early influences in, in music for Morrison coming up? Yeah, most definitely. Um, so. Black Thought was was an early influence. Um, I guess Black Thought was a later influence. He's my favorite MC now, so that's when I when I think of hip hop, I, I want to bring him up. Um, but but early influence, Muja Messiah is a big one. I mentioned him earlier, and uh, you know we we're not. I know him. I can't say like we're close friends, but we got some stuff in store. Um, and uh, I'm I'm fortunate enough to have crossed paths and been able to uh, to work with a lot of people who I looked up to. Um, but locally, a lot of influences um, came through to me. But early influences, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers was big. First um, autobiography I ever read was Anthony Kiedis. Um, Jim Morrison, as I said earlier, and The Doors of Perception, Aldous Huxley. Um, Nikolai Machiavelli, uh, Sigmund Freud. Um, not all musical, but just kind of laying out the pathwork for, for how my name came to be and how that helped to impact the, what 
how I convey myself and um, I guess a lot music played a played a big part on it but music really did branch me off in a lot of different directions philosophically and psychologically uh, which helped me become the person who I am yeah no I was gonna say uh, I'm glad you clarified your name well I was wondering if Jim Morrison had anything to do and, and, and my man yeah like Mac Machiavelli and sure enough man those are two amazing uh, you know men that came through and and uh you know morris obviously jim morrison great poet great uh singer and, and, and artist and you know we all know about jim morrison um how, how was that uh why did so how did the name come about man with, with your morrison machiavelli uh were those the, the two greatest influences of your life or, or just kind of it kind of flowed or how, tell us a little bit about your name and how that came to be so really what it was is uh and, and it's, that's a good question thank you so on under the first tape i did it was called contraband back in 2009. um i produced everything on it i put the thing together in like two weeks i had a bunch of raps already written and first time ever producing i hopped on some like one week trial of mixed craft and took a bunch of samples i wish i still had it if anybody has that please hook me up i'll pay for it um <laughs> but uh but I had a line that was like uh, Morrison Machiavelli the Don or something. I don't even remember the line exactly, but I remember that sticking with me throughout the years. And I was going by AWOL at that time, A-W-O-L. And then later mm -hmm. on, going by Excel. Um, and when I came to Cali, I knew that I was taking a more commercialized approach. And I know I know other Excels. I know King Excel with Zulu. Uh, the Zulu King Excel in Australia. And I know that there's a band Excel here in California who's made some waves and who already has a virtual presence. So there's the challenge of trying to virtually build yourself up with that name. So, hmm. Chino Excel, are you familiar with that? that I name? don't, but but uh, I, they, they, they messed up my stuff because I was uploading music and, and they, it would be associated with them and, you know, with, mm. with different people. So no, nothing against them personally, but right. but I was kind of, I had a sour taste in my mouth for the, with that for a while. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so Morrison Machiavelli became, I was thinking about using it as a project name for a while and I eventually just uh, took it on as a character and took it on um, as who I am now. Yeah, and then, you know, the first time I ever heard, oh, you know, Machiavelli or what well, we all know what, what Tupac, Tupac did, right? Yeah. Back in the day, in 97, with that album, um, the Don Illuminati, I think is, am I, is it, yeah, that's the name of the album, right? Um, yeah, I think Illuminati, so. yeah. And so anyways, but but yeah, man, I thought that was kind of cool and how you uh, merged the two together. And um, it really, really flows well. I love your, love your name, man. And, Thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, when you were XL, was that the, the, the letter X and L or was it? No, it was like E-X-C-E-L. So, so it was on the premise of like moving forward and always pushing myself, you know, trying to be basically the person, you know, trying to represent who I was through that through that name. And, you know, what I wanted to do was always excel and always push forward. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that I that I had that stage in life. But, you know, excels is gone now. Yeah, no, no. Hey, you got you got to evolve. You got to do what's best for yourself and your your career, man. And yeah, I have a question. Uh, Z Boxing News has a question. What's your favorite door song and why? Um, that's a hard one. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to narrow it down, probably. Right. I like Riders on the Storm a lot. Ray Manzarek is uh, 
is incredible. The thing I like about the Doors is that all their members are are so incredibly talented. Actually, with Jim Morrison being the least, um, with the personality and his writing, he he evoked a lot of very uh, a lot of development with me and other people. Uh, very thought provoking work. However, um, I'm a huge fan of of Ray Manzarek, obviously John Densmore, and just the whole band. But uh, but some of those lines with the keys, and then keeping in mind that he's doing all the bass as well. There's no bassist in the Doors. He's doing bass with one hand and keys on the other. So you know, it's incredible, incredible. According. Wow, you know, I, I never thought <laughs> yeah. of that, man. That's Manzarek, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's incredible. Gosh, beast. Great. Definitely, man. No, that's um. Love, I love the Doors. Love the Doors, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, th- nobody sounds like the Doors. You know, nobody sounds sure. like the Doors. You, 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 um, and some people say, yeah, the the music I think technically is rather simple, uh, right? I think um, technically, but like I said, and you know, nobody sounds like them, man. And uh, I, I don't know if you've seen that movie, The Doors, uh, back in '91. Yeah, I think, yeah. Val <laughs> Kilmer. Year. That's a Val Kilmer joint. Yep. Yeah. That's did you ever see that? Yeah, yeah, I watched it all the time. Like that was that was really big for me. Um, I, you know, I I just wanted this. This came to my mind, but I just want to say this: the closest thing to the Doors that we have now is the Mars Volta. Um, oh and, gosh, and, love and the Mars Volta. They sound so different, but that's the closest thing I could put up next to the Doors. Gosh, that's a great that's a great uh, comparison there, man. I like that. I like. And, uh, gosh, I haven't heard that that term, the Mars Volta. In a while, man. A few years now. I, have, I need to go back and listen to their stuff, man. Oh, man. Um, yeah, in real side, quick note. Um, back in 06, I went to go see uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, who you mentioned earlier, uh, yep. at the, the Forum in LA in Inglewood. And um, man, I got they op- Mars Volta opened up for for. Um, God, I almost said the doors. They yeah. opened up for Red Hot Chili Peppers. And uh, I got there late. I was stuck in traffic down the 110 and blah, blah, blah. And then I caught, like, the, the last song of the Mars Volta. Super disappointed. But anyways, man. Uh, but I did get to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers in the great show um, back in 06 anyways. But, uh, yeah, man. So it's interesting, Morrison, uh, you know, how you kind of you've come along, man. You're 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 still. I mean, the sky's the limit, man. The sky's the limit for for you. And um, so coming out of Minneapolis, man, uh, what kind of uh, what kind of kid were you, man? Were you athletic? Were you more artsy? Were you more of a scholar? Um, no, nah, I mean, I got into English class, but uh, I was I was uh, I came up in a pretty good school. Like the high school I came up in was was nice, Champlain Park. Uh, but but I I was on the outskirts like I I can't I was like I came out of the trailer park so I felt out of place within my elementary middle school high school so the way that I came up and the way that I really cemented my position um, just within the the social hierarchy was was selling drugs and being um, a very knowledgeable drug dealer um, and I say this obviously with it being past tense. Um, I was that, that guy that you wanted to go to because he would tell you how to use things responsibly and I tested everything. Um, so, so that was my thing in high school. Um, I skateboarded. I was a skater. And, uh, and of course, I mean, I was, I was a connoisseur of women and all that. that was, but that was it. That's all that I really did. And I didn't even care about academics until I hit like my senior year. And then it was time. And 
at that point, I, I don't know what happened, but I started to take a lot more interest in everything. And uh, I had wrapped myself up with a lot of stuff. So I don't know what made me want to join the Marine Corps, but at some point when I was like 16, 17, I was like, I'm going to join the Marine Corps. I think the uniforms are cool. My, my grandpa did it. Um, and uh, I don't know. It just seemed like the most badass um, place to go if I'm going to go in one of those directions. So I did that, but I wasn't going to go. Uh, Marine Corps got me out of a lot of trouble, not in the sense of like you go here or or you or you uh, or you go to jail. But like the recruiter, I had two different recruiters and they came with me uh, to court five times. So it's like with that, man, I I uh, I dodged a lot of bullets and they helped me a lot. So I felt like I owed it to them at that point. So I went and I did my time there. I did. I went in the Marine Corps. I went to Okinawa, Japan, spent three years there. That's where I learned to perform. That's where I met um, the the team that I still have today. That's where I met. Shout out Jay Ice. Shout out Dr. L Beats, my my one of my best friends and my producer who makes a lot of the songs that we've referenced and most of the music that I've been releasing in the last year. You know, the last like four albums um, wow. and singles. So I mean, we've I cultivated some amazing friendships and all that. I wouldn't change it for the world having had that experience. But. Uh, but, you know, my youth was crazy and I came up out of a crazy household, crazy past. My parents were drug addicts. My grandparents were alcoholics. Um, and, you know, they've, they've grown since that. You know, I don't want to put them down. My mom is phenomenally sober for over 10 years. My dad's been sober for a while. He's doing great. So, you know, they're, they're amazing. I love my family. But times are tough coming up. So so I've come a long way. They've come a long way. And it's it's beautiful to be where we are today and have these opportunities to get back and move forward you know oh yeah yeah no doubt man no doubt that man you're you were you were a, a marine yeah <laughs> what the I, I did, damn yeah i did i did that i couldn't find that anywhere in your, in, in, you know um that's great man it's uh, yeah i'm a fellow uh, veteran myself i was in the navy beautiful uh, yeah yeah so that that's cool and you were in okinawa Yep, I was in Okinawa for almost three years, like two and a half years over there. Yeah, it was cool. Man. What was your rank? How high did you get? Um, I got up to like E. I got up to E three. E three, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got in wow. some trouble. I got busted down, but I got up to E three. Wow. Really? Did you go to Did you go to Captain's Master? Nah, not quite. I mean, I went to. Uh, I had to go to the. <laughs> I had to go to the Colonel. Oh. Yeah. No, but I didn't do anything crazy. You know, my thing in Okinawa. <laughs> was I was a I was 20 years old and I loved women that was my thing so I didn't respect the curfew I wasn't doing crazy stuff I was out getting girls you know respectively respect all the queens worldwide that's what I was doing I was a young kid obsessed with that and that was my thing all the time and yeah I drank but I didn't do crazy stuff when I drank it, it is what it is it was what it was um, a lot of crazy yeah. stuff happened uh, but you know, I was going through stuff back then. I was going through, uh, I was developing psychologically. And I think with the experience I had in addition to, uh, in addition to the, uh, excuse me, in addition to just the, 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 the change in, in environment, the change in the atmosphere and all that separation disorder and, uh, physical injuries and different things, it, it compounded and it created a very difficult situation. Yeah, no doubt, man. Hey, you were, I mean, yeah, you're a young kid, man, 20 year old. We've all been there, man. You know, everybody has their own path, right? We all have our own story. We all have our own flaws. We all have, um, uh, 
pros and cons, you know, we went through adversity, we made mistakes, we all, we're all human, man. That's what we do, right? And, I wouldn't uh, change it. I mean, I got Japan stories that I'll tell you offline sometime for, for days, so I wouldn't change it. Um, but but it definitely, it was, it was an experience that uh, that I don't think most people who went to Okinawa can can share. I don't think, man, a lot of people go through that island and not a lot of people take advantage of what's to offer. I'm going to say that. You know, I, 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 that's one thing I never, one place I never got to visit is uh, Japan, uh, nor like the Philippines. Or you know, I, We did a Westpac. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. West, yeah, right? You did yeah, Westpac. Yeah. And uh, went out to uh, Hong Kong, uh, Singapore, Thailand, uh, uh, Dubai. I was in Dubai, man, right in '96, uh, right before they started the the big boom. Like, like the, they started building everything over there. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was there, man, during the Ramadan, which is like uh, their, their their holy um, uh, season. You know, early yep, February, fast. I think. Yeah, fasting and yeah. Uh, and then, you know, went to Hawaii. We didn't, we were supposed to go to Australia Didn't never went, but yeah, I never got to get the, out to Japan. Um, you know, Okinawa, this is, what's the other, um, uh, big base out there. Iwakuni. Yeah. Yeah. That one. There you go. And they got Mount Fuji over there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of little bases. I think Iwakuni and, uh, and Okinawa, Okinawa's got like four bases on it. It's got the, the air base, um, and then it's got like three Marine Corps bases that are major bases. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on there for sure. They can't yeah, have military, you know what I mean? Treaty of World War II. So you got China there and uh, you have North Korea. So the thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, you're, you're a fellow service member. So um, the thing that I didn't get, so I'm not, I'm not pro-government, I'm not pro-military, nothing like that, right? But the experience I had in Okinawa was the elders of the island would consistently tell us that we were that they want us there that they love uh, having americans there because okinawa is like the bastard child of japan like you look at um the way that hawaii has been treated with america it's similar to that it's a poorest prefecture um it doesn't have a lot of government support it's almost like puerto rico in america oh, okay uh, i mean it, it's it's a it's a prefecture it's it's not it's recognized just like we recognize states in that way um but world war ii um, the Okinawa was not part of Japan. Okinawans were separate and Okinawans were being horribly brutalized and uh, just horrible, horrible stories um, that came out of that experience with Okinawans and Japanese. So when Americans came after World War II, um, as, as many of the elders see, um, they were liberated by the Americans. So it, it was it was very it was interesting because you had protesters come from Tokyo to protest um the american occupation in okinawa but then you had okinawan elders and others of the community at the gate you know of our motor pool where i was working looking down at us saying don't listen we love you we want you here so you wow. know i'm not i'm not pro-military or anything like that honestly um i'm not i'm not like uh i don't i don't feel out of the hatred that i felt towards it in my youth or anything like that mm -hmm. um however i uh i, I recognize that it's hard to see stuff when you're only looking from the inside, looking out. Once you start to get those different perspectives, it paints a different picture. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. No, you're that's a that's a putting us up putting us up on game, man. Uh, uh, interesting stuff about Okinawa. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, you know that that was their. You know that was the political structure within the country. Um, you know back back then. 
you know, during the World War II and all that. And uh, wow. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, man, I never got to get out there. And, um, uh, you know, it's interesting how, you know, things evolve. But yeah, I kind of, I kind of echo your, your stance, Morrison. Uh, you know, not, I don't personally, I'm not, uh, I don't get too political into politics and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, I wouldn't change anything I did. Like you like, just like you said, man, about yourself. And, um, you know, I went to the military. Everybody has their reasons for, for what they do. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, man, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. One thing that I, I always got, I got super homesick, man, for, for mm. you know, 18 years old, man. It's just, I was stationed out in, in Seattle, Washington. Okay. Or just outside Seattle. It's called Bremerton. Yeah. Uh, Puget Sound Naval Shipyard. And uh, I was out there for uh, almost three years. I had a short, shorter stint. When I was, when I came in, man, it was during the Bill Clinton years. And, um, and he was cut, you know, cutting um, money from from defense cuts, right? <laughs> Taking money away from the military, closing down bases uh, throughout the worldwide. Interesting and, time. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, I was, um, I was in during that time. Um, and forgot what, forgot my train of thought there. What, what, I forgot what my point was going to be, but, but yeah, it's, um, oh, I know what I was going to say. When we, we, when I went in, man, they were offering two years, uh, three year and four year contracts to, um, you know, they don't do that anymore, but I figured, you know, two years, eh, it's too short. Four is too long for me. I, I'll do three. I'll write in between. So, so I got to go in for three years, man. It was a great experience, man. Like I still got friends to this day, you know, that I got to meet and that I still have. And, but, uh, but yeah, man. Yeah. That, I, I didn't, uh, so you did four years altogether, Morrison. Yes. Yes. I, uh, well, I did three and a half. I was kicked out. Um, for those reasons I mentioned earlier, just for oh. like breaking curfew and, and small stuff. So, uh, so yeah, almost, I, that's the thing is like that, that separation process. Um, I, I basically went up to the last four months of my contract and I got out, it, it took forever, but I was in Okinawa that time. So I'm not complaining. I had a great, I had a great run. Um, so that's, that's something I'm in the middle of. Um, and I don't know how much revealing, uh, I mean, I, I can only be real with my story and I've only been real with my story, but. I'm I'm still trying to get those benefits. I'm trying to get those benefits now. After I've come out of all, uh, I I realized like the psychological impact that all that had on me, and I avoided it for a long time. But now I'm trying to get those benefits back because I know what it can do for um, the the different things I'm doing with the youth, the different things I'm doing um, to create opportunities for others, and I want to be able to use uh, my my opportunity with uh, with the GI Bill to yeah. be able to influence for um, youth uh, justice reform and different areas like that, the areas that I'm very passionate about. And, you know, I'm out here on social media passionate about a lot of things, but in, yeah. in the area I work in and, and the things that I do, um, I go hard for what I believe in. And I want to make sure that where I'm making an impact, it's, it, it counts. And that's, that's why I want to be able to get that GI Bill. Yeah, man, that's a great thing, man. That's a yeah. great thing. I, 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 wow, I've never heard of that, that uh, idea. Wow. You know, that'd be great to kind of, yeah. Well, more power to you doing that area, man, for sure, for sure. It's, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, those are those are great benefits, you know. Um, I got to, um, you know, um, reap the benefits of, of, of the GI Bill and, and, you know, other there's other things, you know, for my kids now and um, I was able to get and, you know, they – when they when it comes time for college, um, 
Yeah, man, they, they don't have to pay tuition as long as they're in here in, in California at Cal State or UC, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a good. Yeah, man. Like I said, man, the, the military was good to me. And uh, I, I really learned a lot during that time. And uh, it came to came of age. And when I got out, man, I was ready. And then I was ready to kind of focus in on school, went back to school and all that. But uh, before that, I was kind of just like wandering around, just kind of aimlessly, just kind of I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do with my life. So um, I feel it. You know, yeah, man. This is, some of these comments are are funny. No, I was never. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a former gang member, uh, guy. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but Morrison, let's get into music a little bit, man. I wanted to kind of um, you know. Put put your music out uh, to show your music, uh, showcase your music. Um, well, there's one song I like in particular, man. There's a reason. Um, what what uh, what was the insp- inspiration for your song and your video? Reason. So, uh, it, it it's it's kind of like a theoretic response in many ways. Um, you know, you hear these voices, you hear chitter chatter, um, third person, and I catch I catch the draft of what people say and what people think, and this and that. Um, so I'm not necessarily responding to anybody particularly, but there's different lines, obviously, influenced by certain experiences and certain people, even if they're not direct. Because um, if I'm going to say something direct, I'm going to say it direct. Um, I'm not I'm not with all the nah, nah. like I'm going to I'm going to come very clear and concise. Yeah. Um, however, I uh, I wanted to be able to respond and, you know, paint the picture of that story. Um, so, I mean, there's two songs where I really, I did, I did a song called Paper Planes back in the day that kind of goes through a lot of the earlier, and I think Reason kind of picks up from Paper Planes, and it's like, it's, okay, that here's where I am, I moved to California, um, I don't smoke marijuana, da 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 like, you know, I'm, I'm really just painting the picture, honestly, for where I'm at, where I've been, and what I'm doing, first verse is talking about um, just sort of critiquing myself, as well as critiquing people's thoughts of me, um, a lot of that is speaking to myself, when you hear a lot of what sounds like uh, like I'm talking to other people. I'm, I'm speaking to myself in many ways. Um, and the second verse is really just moving forward with with what I'm doing and where I'm going, and uh, that confidence and that that swag that that hip hop has, you know, and being yeah. able to keep that vibe and that presence. So, yeah, just moving in that direction. I feel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Let's um, uh, let's see if we could can we check out uh, it up a uh, reason. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Morrison McAvally, hip hop artist, uh, mentor, entrepreneur, record label owner. Uh, we're about to check out um, one of his videos here, the song "Reason," and uh, produced by, by the way, uh, by Doctor uh, L. Doctor L, right? Doctor L Beats. Yep, yep. Doctor L Beats. Yeah, yeah. So big shout out to Doctor L. Um, so yeah, can we are we queued up there, Morrison? Yep, can you see it? Yeah, yeah, it should be up. Let's see. Let's see, let's see if we can screen share. Play a little clip here. It, it should be up there. I think I just pulled it up on the screen share. Let me see here. No, it, it was you, you get it on the screen share. Nah. Let me check. check. Let me check. Okay, so it's in the show. Let me see screen share. Hold on one second. I don't, I don't think I don't think I got the permissions. Oh, I might need the permissions. I don't think no. I have permission to screen share. Let's see. No, I can't. I can't screen no. share. Okay, let, let me try. Let me check one more time. Let me see if I can bring it up on mine, on my YouTube here. I'm gonna check one more time. Uh, yeah, because we we were having the, the technical difficulty earlier with YouTube. Uh, on so, yeah. 
Yeah, unfortunately, uh, we're not able to bring up um, the video, Morrison Machiavelli, there's a video reason. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to his, uh, let's talk about your YouTube a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, we can't see it. Uh, what is the name of your YouTube channel where everyone could see it? So, yeah, so the name of my YouTube channel, which is my label, is prosaic, P-R-O-S-A-I-C, minds.com, M-I-N-D-S. But if you go to morrisonmachiavelli.com, um, my website, you can be able to navigate to all the different links. If you're trying to check me out on YouTube, you're trying to check me out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever, um, SoundCloud, uh, you can you can navigate your preferred streaming service as well as uh, your preferred, uh, if you want to check out the music videos on YouTube. We've been putting a lot of work in um, in the latter half of the year to make some real high quality, cool videos. And uh, we got more on the way. You know, I've been I've been editing and directing all of my music videos. I think there's only one music video that I've ever had anybody else shoot and direct. Um, so Dr. L shot most of them um, and I, uh, I uh, directed and produced them as well as edited them. So, you know, all, all self, self-made, self self-taught. And uh, that is not always going to be like that, but that's what it's been. And uh, I think we've had a good, good outcome. We're moving in the right direction. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. It's, uh, yeah, I, I can see your evolution, man, as an artist, Morrison, when I look through your, your catalog and, you know, the, the lineage there. Uh, of your music, man. I, I, you know, you're, you're doing big things, man. And uh, you know what I'm going to try to do here is I'm going to I'm going to bring up my my uh, my Instagram and uh, see if I can. I'm going to screen share this screen share that clip of um, of reason. Cool. Let me, let me screen share that because I can bring up my. Let's see if we can. Um, that should work. Yeah. Let's see if that that works here. Um, let's see, we're going to do that. We're going to share. Okay. Everybody should be able to see my Instagram now. Yep. Okay. So let's see, let's, we're going to play, uh, here's, um, reason. Here's a clip I posted on my Instagram page. And there it is. Run up the Amex, draw up the latex. Now you daddy raising those kids. Mix the ulterior motors, you running in placements, fading the focus. I ain't seen no in between, spent high and low like solstice. Don't do no bragging and posting on social. We both the people that know you. Work with the people that coach you. We ain't want nothing to do with the new you. This ain't the only they used to. Don't approach fools who wanna waste time. I go to the source, run up the board. Why climb up the great business till they got a check and she changed script. She yeah. Very cool, man. Very cool. Where, where, where did you shoot the most of that video, man? So uh, we shot it. We shot some of that video out in the Mojave Desert. Um, we had a location downtown LA, a studio location, and then we had another location in I think it was Buena Park or like uh, somewhere around South Central area. Um, another studio location. That's where that red room is. I think it's FD Studios. Shout out to them. Um, but yeah, a couple of little cool spots and then, yeah, that, those are the locations for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, I like the beat, man. I like the, um, everything hey, about that. It's killing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how, how does it, your collaboration with, with Dr. L work? Like, so for example, for reason, um, does he, does he come up with a few beats and then you kind of, uh, you, you make the final decision or what's that? Talk, talk to us about that process. So we go back and forth. Um, we go back and forth on the uh, on on the final decisions and everything to that nature. We have a catalog, and we've had a catalog. That's why we released like four albums in this last year. 
which are beats that he's been sending me for the last two years. Um, so fully finished beats. We may tweak them a little bit. I may tweak them in the mix master because I record engineer uh, mix and some of this stuff is mastered by by other engineers, but I master a, a good portion of, of the music as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the difference between that and then some of the other music that's coming up, we still have a few other songs that, that are stuff that he sent me before he moved to California because he's in L.A. now, too. Okay. Um, he, uh, the, the newer stuff is a lot different because now we're producing together because I'm a producer too. It's not, it's not my main hat. Um, I actually, I'm a little impatient when it comes to producing, but, uh, but I do produce and I like to produce with him. Like we got some, we have a couple songs, uh, on the way that, that we're producing together and we're making together. Um, and they're incredible. It's a different direction. And um with with these projects and with the aesthetics and everything that we've been releasing really collections of songs more than anything um this has been finding Morrison Machiavelli in many ways you know figuring out what what that looks like i knew who excel was i found excel um so now i'm finding Morrison Machiavelli in some ways and you know if you're not an artist um it may be a little foreign to understand the way that we personify characters but um Morrison's different than than who I am as as me. You know what I mean? As as mm. an individual, as as a person. When I go home, um, of course, you know I stay true to both sides. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to compromise that for who I am. But uh, but but I'm figuring out sonically what I want that to sound like and who I want that to be in that way. Um, so so yeah, throughout that process, you know, it's what it is. Yeah, no, that's interesting, man. That's interesting. I, you know, when it comes uh, when it comes down to the process, the behind the scenes stuff, man, and and with anything, I think with a book, with with a, a television show, with a way a movie's produced, with a song, a poem, to me, I find that stuff fascinating, man. I really find it fascinating how everything comes together, the inspirations for stuff, you know, the story, the backstories, the influences, you know, how everything everything comes to fruition man and, and comes together um what what uh so with, with reason is this one of the maybe the first or maybe the first song or uh the beginning of that um the next phase i think you mentioned the uh you know what what, what we're seeing uh, visually and everything um is this uh the be kind of the beginning stages where we're at of, of, of the next in your evolution morrison yeah, I mean, what I'll say is a lot of these, a lot of these songs, a lot of these singles, um, they're they're very unique within the characteristics that they offer, and that's why they're singles. That's not why they're not part of a project. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a lot of self-produced stuff. I've got a lot of different things that I've been working on for more extended periods of time, which uh, which I'm excited to release and I'm excited to get out. Um, but uh, but each of these songs kind of have their own vibe. And I, I, I do got a couple more songs. We were actually thinking about putting together another project um, with, with a handful of songs we've now decided to release as singles. Um, Reason was going to be the first one off of that. Um, and I got another joint on the way. Um, I don't know exactly when it's going to be released, but I'll announce that soon. I'll just say here, it's called 100, so be on the lookout for 100. And that's a song that I really like. That's a song I love. Uh, I'm excited for that one. I actually wanted to release Reason first because I was more excited for 100. I kind of wanted to heat up the surface with with Reason and then drop 100 because I I feel like 100 is gonna make some waves. So if y'all like Reason, I think you're really gonna like 100. 
Um, it's, it's, I, I got to step outside a little bit more with wordplay and uh, I, I was a little more free and loose with that one. So I'm excited for it, you know? Oh, so we got, we get an exclusive here. Is that what you're saying, Morrison? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think I've, I probably teased on it in a, in a few different places, but, uh, but yeah, definitely exclusive announcement. 100. Yeah. That's, so that's coming for sure. Um, When's that coming? Next, that's coming oh, within the next, it's coming within the next two months. So yeah, at least, at least at the latest within the next two months, but, but we got it on the way. Most definitely it's finished. I mean, it's completed. So I'm just, I'm getting a few things um, in line behind the scenes because uh, I want to make sure people are hearing all this stuff. You know, it's a lot of people just release music, release music, release music. I want to have a very hands-on approach behind the scenes. Um, and then just to, oh yeah, how, and to answer the question, how much for a feature? It depends. It, it depends, you know? I mean, if you hit me up now, it's probably uh, less money than it is after I drop 100. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> considerations. Oh man, I can't wait to see uh, 100, man. That, that that you have the video done, uh, everything's shot, everything's it's, it's a wrap on on uh, on 100, 100, ready to be published. Yeah, so the video we're still plotting out, but the song's done. Oh, uh, I'm not sure if we're gonna do a video for it just yet. We might release the audio and then uh, you know have the people earn the video. But you know, I, I feel very passionately about this song. I'm very confident about this song, so I feel comfortable releasing it in stages like that. Um, and you know, we're, we're also learning from our fan base. We're learning from our support base and we're learning from our cypher. Um, our supporters, our fans, they're the people that we call our cypher, the people in the cypher. Um, so we yeah. learn from the cypher consistently with their prosaic minds. And we, we want to be able to, to give music to people in the cypher in a way that they like, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean we're just going to unload and give them everything, but we want to be able to keep people engaged and keep people, uh, keep people well fed and, you know, also keep people, uh, on their toes uh and ready for more you know what i mean so so yeah so we're we're figuring out how to execute that exactly but that that song is coming for sure for sure for sure yeah be on the lookout for that i know i am definitely man uh, can't you. wait for that one can't wait for that one 2021 man it's, it's gonna be great it's a it's already starting off man really well um Harry Harry Parker asked, uh, and you kind of mentioned this earlier. Black Thought. Uh, any other major influences as a rapper, as an MC, for you? So again, again, um, I'm gonna throw out Muja Messiah because he was a big yeah. influence for me. His wordplay is crazy. Um, anybody who doesn't know Muja Messiah, check him out. Um, he's he's a Twin Cities rapper, but he's incredible. Um, he's he's a worldwide rapper. I'm gonna say that. Um, I don't like the local brand. Um, Andre 3000 was heavily influential. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, big crit. Um, MF Doom. I know everybody wanna wants to throw up Doom right now, but you you could hear me freestyling about Doom back in 2012. Um, oh yeah. Rest in uh, peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, he was a huge influence, and I didn't even go back as far as like KMD and all that. I was aware, but MF Doom had such an impact on me um, because he he put me in a position where I had to. Uh, I, I started to question rappers I listened to. You know what I mean? Like. Before I even question myself, I'd be like, are the rappers that I like really dope? Like I had to question. So, you know, when people say Doom's your rapper's favorite rapper, it, it's, it's so beyond that for me because Doom made me completely rethink my playlist. They made me rethink those TDK mixtapes I was referencing earlier. You know what I mean? I had to <laughs> reconsider my life. Yeah. Yeah, man. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. MF Doom. Uh, amazing. Amazing. 
so so yeah those are some really big big uh names that you're that you were influenced by and you know uh, rightfully so man those those guys are super talented um so let's uh, shift gears a little bit morrison and, and i know like you said we've already talked about you wear several hats man your producer your you know you're you're an artist recording artist uh, you have your own label um what, well let me ask you what's it like to own your own label man it's it's an independent label yeah right. so going a little bit into the uh so i mean it's a label but it's really a collaborative collective of independent artists so i mean we've been functioning in this way for a long time and and really it's uh formally right now it's myself uh, Dr. L Beats um, and uh, Iceman 904, formerly J Ice. Uh, so we've been doing this for a while. We've been doing this together for a while. Um, I've been really, I've been really focused on staying on track with uh, with having very consistent releases and everything like that. So we've kind of just been oiling the mechanism and building the engine to be able to um, to accommodate those. However, uh, what I've found is I, I like to wear all the hats and do all this stuff, but it's very, very time consuming, right? Um, so getting into the entrepreneurial stuff, just opening up those doors. Um, yeah. The label hasn't been a huge focus in regards to um, staffing or like uh, being able to build it up because it's very simple being an independent artist collective. So what I've actually started working on is what you mentioned earlier, which is Casablanca Connect. Um, yeah. So to kind of bridge the introduction for that, yeah. I about a year and a half ago, I found that my workload was too heavy working as uh, I'll mention in a bit as well, like like the work that I do with youth and the justice um, involvement that I have um, with with music and with teaching the kids. Uh, but uh, but all of these different things were, were packed on top of each other and compounded. And I can't handle all that stuff myself. So I've been researching real estate. A lot and I heard about how a lot of different people in real estate utilize virtual assistants so I learned a little bit more you know Philippines that's the place I should be looking all right cool let me figure out how am I gonna find a virtual assistant from the Philippines so I laid out a framework I put in a lot of a lot of hard hours online um, interviewing a lot of people discovering um, different networks in the Philippines uh, being able to build up practices and different ways of how to structure um, our operations and our sophisticated systems to be able to identify the different uh, resolutions that I needed, as well as uh, being able to create uh, responses and all these different things. And within that, I had a couple of people reaching out to me asking, can you find me a virtual assistant? And I already started to think about the idea of what it would be like to start an agency, a virtual assistance agency, uh, within entertainment and uh, within the guise of uh, music. That's unheard of. You know, you can't really. You're thinking you're paying somebody ten to fourteen dollars an hour. That's insane. Um, you know, for us, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's reasonable pay for people in America, of course. Right. However. Um, for us, it's unrealistic as independent artists, but you're talking about, you need to publish your music. You need to market your music. You got to do social media. Um, this is if you want to be effective and if you want to be um, good at doing all this stuff, I mean, you know, you run a podcast, you, you organize all this stuff. I assume if not by yourself, if you know, if not by yourself, I imagine you don't have a huge team with you. You know what I mean? Um, so like, it's a lot of stuff, wear a lot of hats. 
Um, so I found my virtual assistant and I ended up helping a friend find a virtual assistant and starting to sculpt what is now Casablanca Connect, which is the agency. Um, so CasablancaConnect.com, we have started to offer our services. Uh, we haven't had a hard launch within like marketing our services yet. Uh, we've been working exclusively within our networks. The services are completely available. Um, however, we're not ready to take on um, 100 customers. You know, we're ready to take on a very select few customers. So we are selective at this time as well because with all of our um, clients, we want to make sure that we are accountable for success and that we're doing everything we can to make sure that our clients are achieving success. So with that, we need to make sure that we have the appropriate client care professionals, which right now is myself and a few of my and two of my associates who I have confidence in to be able to help with these processes. Uh, we do specialize in music and we will continue to advance our specialization in music, but we also cater to other areas that are more broad and easier to train just on, um, on levels of um, regularities, real estate, um, influencers, um, people having web series, podcasts, different things like that. There's a lot of different things, um, executives, different, a lot of different places in life where this is effective. Religious leaders, um, institutional leaders, um, virtual assistance is, is, uh, it's manageable. It's affordable for most people. And there's, we have packages that help to accommodate everybody on different levels. So, uh, so if you're, if you're in any of those areas and you may be considering these services, uh, we do have a survey you could take on CasablancaConnect.com or you can hit me up on any social media platforms or anywhere and ask about this survey. And we basically tell you, we, we basically ask you questions that help you identify how much time you're spending on different areas. Um, and just give you an idea of what you may utilize a virtual assistant for. It also helps us capture data um, just to have an idea of what, what people need our services for so we can be able to continue to, uh, to adapt for um, the needs of our potential clients and our clients. So, um, so, you know, it takes like 10 minutes to fill out the survey. If you're considering the service, you fill it out, you figure out, we'll, we'll send you an email back, basically letting you know how much time you spend on those services based on our results. And uh, if you want to move forward from there, you have the option to. If not, we're still here. I like to consult and work with people, especially artists, um, and pass on all of the knowledge and advice that I have within my limitations of time, obviously, for free. And just to be able to connect and sharpen my own sword. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's a passion of mine. So I know I'm kind of going long here, but I wanted, oh. to, I wanted to tie this back together and bring it all full circle. I mentioned earlier the youth justice work I do. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of bring it back to the beginning. I volunteered with an organization called Save the Kids. It is a prison prison abolitionist group, um, and I, I am a strong prison abolitionist. Uh, but it's a prison abolitionist group, and we ran a youth uh, organization within the Hennepin County Juvenile Detention Center in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, downtown. So I was uh, working with this program for about four years. About two of those years, I was a lead organizer with this youth program. So it was a volunteer program, went in there every Saturday, worked with the youth. Uh, it was beautiful. So when I came here, I already had a little bit of experience with that. I got hooked up with another organization. I thought I was volunteering. It ended up being a paid position. Um, and now I work inside of Los Angeles County uh, Juvenile Correctional Facilities, the halls and camps here, um, everything from, from, uh, from the halls and camps to the schools and community centers, from Lenox Park to uh, Barry J. Nydorf, Central, um, Kilpatrick, um, all over. Yeah. I mean, I worked in all these facilities. Um, so, wow. 
So I work with the youth one-on-one. -on -one. I go in there, I, I develop relationships to be able to help them with their music, help them with their writing, record them. We bring physical equipment into the institution so we can record them and help them refine their music. And then I've uh, been working with this organization. We've been creating the, uh, the uh, Community Arts Program Outreach, CAPO. And this is our program on the outside now. So now when they get out, or even if they've never been in, you don't have to go into the system to to utilize this program. But wow. for our youth, we offer free studio time. I go, I will pick you up from your home. We offer transportation in any way that we are able to. We were providing Uber and Lyft before. We're getting a, a bus soon, and we're building our own studio. We've been working out of uh, some different studios. Shout to DJ Word. He's, he's a friend of mine. If he checks out this podcast, he's been helping us uh, by letting us use his studio. Um, and it's, it's been incredibly helpful, um, giving, allowing us to use that space, uh, while he's in Switzerland working or uh, sorry, while well, he's in Germany working. Uh, but, uh, but so on the outside, we got this program with the youth where we offer free studio time and transportation. So I've been working one-on-one -on -one with a lot of youth. Um, man, I learned a lot, you know what I'm saying? So any wisdom that I may be able to pass on to the youth, I hope that um, you know, I obviously hope for that, but mostly just being able to connect on a very human level and, and within that experience and just being able to offer this um, safe haven, this place where people can go express themselves in ways that they may not be able to express themselves in other spaces. I think it's very important. And it also creates a certain level of therapy um, or a, an opportunity for therapy that people, people don't always have within their home. Um, music is such a deep, uh, it's, it's such a deep medium, man. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity and I, I put my heart and soul into it. And, uh, I'm really proud of the youth that I work with. I work with some very amazing artists. I share them all the time on my Instagram. So if you follow me, you'll see them. Um, and it's incredible. I mean, I've had a chance to work with over 300 kids in the last year and a half. And, uh, I give them all my Instagram. They all hit me up on the, not all, but you know, many of them hit me up on the outside. And uh, it, it's a blessing. It's, it's an amazing opportunity. And I'm so grateful that they hit me up and they feel um, compelled to follow up with me and, and work with me. Um, you know, regardless if the studio time is free or not, the fact that they're spilling out their, their heart, their emotions, and uh, just their expression is, it, it's, it's very, it means a lot. It's very, it's very important to me. Wow. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome, man. Amazing, amazing. Where where do you find the time to do all this, Morrison? Man, it's like, I got a virtual assistant. Virtual assistant <laughs> it, helps, right? it helps. It helps. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, to to be able to do the music effectively, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that they don't see. And even with my job, like there's there's uh, there's I'm an independent contractor, so I gotta do all the invoicing, receipts, and you know, be able to do bookkeeping and all these different aspects. Um, and being the uh, the program coordinator, unofficial title, I just, I'm saying program coordinator because that's essentially what I'm functionally doing with Capo. Um, oh. and, and I assume that that's the, one of the roles that I'll fall into with, with Capo once we get the organ, once we get the actual physical location. Um, I'm, I'm also developing, um, a lot of the spreadsheets and layouts and or, uh, reports and the different things that, um, that we need to provide just within like within the hours that we're providing to the youth and the different things that help us to be able to keep this free and get the funding that we need as a nonprofit. Um, and and uh, all of that stuff takes a lot of time. And yeah. uh, it's amazing how much I found that uh, my virtual assistant helps me. And she's phenomenal. Shout out Rhea. Shout out my virtual assistant. If you see this, much love. You are amazing. I'm not always the easiest boss, but, you know, amazing, amazing. Unbelievable, man.
That's awesome, man. Now, so you you uh, you founded uh, the um, oh my goodness, it just slipped my mind. You, did you found Capo or or that is that something else that you were working? working I did with? not. I didn't found Capo, but uh, but I put in the work to make Capo what it is. I'm 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 the only person working with Capo on the ground right now. Um, and, and part, part of that is because COVID, but at the end of the day, it's really because right. I, I'm one of the only teachers, if not the only teacher who brings my relationships with the youth outside of the juvenile detention centers. And I respect everybody's reason for not doing that. But for me, it's very important, um, for me to be able to keep that open line of communication. I know other people do as well, but I mean, this is, this is a big part of my life. And even even 20 years, 30 years down the road, hopefully we don't have youth justice facilities like this, but, uh, but this is still going to be something that I'm very passionate about and that I'm pushing forward about and always trying to improve. And that's, um, helping to create opportunities for our youth is super important. Super, super. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. It's, but you did found, uh, Casablanca Col uh, collect, right? Yes. Connect. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. We incorporated in uh in november so it's a it's a new corporation it's a new company um i'm super grateful to have the team that i have um and the associates that i have and being able to move forward we are very early in our development stages publicly but this has been a long time coming i've been developing these processes and practices and everything over the last year and a half um you know just within the idea of casablanca connect beyond that i've been developing my skill sets um, especially within music for for like 13 years. I've, I've always taken the business aspect of it seriously, even if I wasn't going for, you know, the main stage, like the, 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 the highlights, the big lights, you know what I mean? Back in the day, I was always very serious about the business and I've always been trying to uh, learn as much as I can and practice as much as I can, as well as I can. So anything I could pass on and anything that I could push into Casablanca Connect, um, it, I think it's going to be effective. And, uh, you know, shouts to, to all the people um, who have helped to make this possible in the Philippines because the virtual assistants that we have, the creative content specialists, that's what we call our virtual assistants because um, they are a different breed um, of virtual assistants, the way that we train people and the way that we, uh, and the way that we, the standards that we hold, the accountability and just the skill sets within our selection process. Um, we, I have, I've met some very incredible talent and some very skilled, sophisticated, um, professionals, contracted professionals that I have the honor of working with and that moving forward, we'll have the honor of working with. I'm excited. That's uh, that's amazing, man. Wow. It, it's, so for, do you have a, I mean, I don't want to say yeah, a preference, but I, I imagine both, you know, everything that you're doing is very rewarding for you. Um, is there something that, uh, well, I guess, I, I mean, um, for lack of a better question or you know, presenting it better. Do you have a, a favorite thing that you do or do you love everything equally? I mean, everything kind of works its way around. So I will say like my greatest passion is songwriting. So when I write oh. some, some stuff that really, that really hits me to the point where I want to rap it over and over, let's say I got a beat playing, right? And I write this stuff. Like I wrote something the other day that was like this. And I want to rap. I want to keep rapping it. I want to rap this verse over and over and over because I want to hear it. Like I want to hear myself rapping it. That's that's uh -huh. the greatest feeling to me. When I reach those levels and I get that that type of music, 
uh, it's an incredible feeling. And that's the reason why I think it's so important with the youth to be able to see that feeling and cultivate that feeling. And, you know, I feel that when the other, when the youth feel that as well. And, you know, I, when I'm in that chair as a mentor, as a, uh, and also as an engineer, I may be behind the boards, like a little serious or focused on this or that, but I light up when I see that feeling, uh, happen within the youth, I light up and, uh, I've always had the entrepreneurial itch. So I don't, I mean, until I reach eight figures or, you know, six figures, um, even with this company, I'm not going to sit here and call myself an entrepreneur. I think it, it's very interesting people do that, but I have the entrepreneurial itch and, uh, and that's a whole different thing to feed. So my thing is like, like I said before, early on in the interview, uh, I like to go off in a lot of different directions, um, uh, because sometimes I want to do one thing. Sometimes I want to do another thing. Um, and for a lot of people, that's a weakness, but I've, now started to find a way where I can be able to incorporate all these different things together. Some days I don't want to do something, you know, I don't want to do this area, this certain thing, this thing, this thing, you know what I'm saying? So I can go in a different direction. So it just depends on the time. It's just like my, my preference of music. I don't necessarily have a lot of favorites. It just depends on what day you catch me, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. No, yeah, definitely. Morrison. I, I, I applaud you for everything that you do, man. Um, yeah, going back to the music, uh, where have uh, Zboxy News has a question? Where have you where have you performed? Um, and which, which do you have a favorite venue? Uh, and also, is there a venue that's on your bucket list? So uh, I was just getting back into performing when COVID hit. I actually was going to start my tour with South by Southwest, mm -hmm. um, and I, I did South by Southwest a few years ago as well. And I had a few other places lined up. However, uh, I hadn't really performed a lot in Los Angeles. Um, I mean, I've done some stuff up in the Bay. I, I had an amazing show up there with a the jazz band. Uh, my my most my favorite place to perform was uh, First Ave uh, because of the. I mean, my first show was at First Ave. Uh, the first show I ever seen was at First Ave. The first concert I ever went to. Um, yeah, so so for me it was like it was that plus the uh, the impact that it's had not only on the world on the scene but on the world you know with Prince with Purple Rain being shot oh. at First Ave and all of that like awesome, man, man. yeah First Ave is, is incredible so that's you know that's the place that I'm most happy that I have performed at and there's some other venues that really stand out to me as well but most of them are like it's youth stuff I mean place I want to perform is Red Rocks like I would love to perform there someday you know it's amazing. So that would be incredible. And I don't even know if it would be that great, like actually being on stage and performing there. I feel like it would, if, if it's not set up appropriately, if you don't have the right monitors, it could be horrible. Uh, but, uh, you know, as far as like being a performer up on that stage, if you can't hear yourself, it's a big stage. And that's the challenge with larger stages. But that's just logistics. Um, the actual show that you could put on at Red Rocks and the audience that you could house and just the aesthetics of the space. Oh, man. But in L.A., um, I, I want to perform at the Roxy. I want to perform at these legendary rock and roll venues that I've heard so much about. Um, whiskey. Yeah, the Whiskey Go-Go. Yeah, all whiskey the stuff go. like that. Yeah, if I could, I need to get on my rock star stuff and be able to uh, to really get those spots. But if I do those, I'm going to do them right. I'm not the type of person who wants to do a show and have, you know, 20 people in, in, a, in a huge space. So, you know, there's different spaces for different places and different times. You know what I mean? So... It is what it is. We're going to work up and we're going to build up those those spaces. And, you know, we'll be in Red Rocks soon. Where's Red Rocks, man? I'm sorry. That's not, so as long as I got the name right, that's Colorado. It's it's a huge outdoor stadium in Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah, gigantic. Yeah, man. I mean, you, 
who knows? Maybe we maybe we'll be seeing you at uh, Coachella in the, in the future and um, yeah, these, these big festivals, man. I'd yeah. love to get on the festival game for sure. For sure, man, no doubt. Um, more so, we've had a, a request, man. I'm gonna put you on the spot here uh, even more. Uh, you bust a little freestyle for us, or a little, maybe bust a, a bar or two for us here. Let's see. So I'll bust out some bars. I'm not. I'm not. Just because I've been going in about so much stuff, I don't really, you know, I've been in a very linear space. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna freestyle off top. And most of the time, when you see people on the internet, they're not freestyling. Uh, but uh, but let me bust out some bars. Let me think. Uh, uh, Sarah Mendoza would like you to sing to her, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, I can see it from a mile high. Why she loves like a sci-fi tribe. What it does, I fly feelings. Like a tribe <laughs> swept off a fish, keep nine lives. See, time tries to play tricks and lies. She get inside, and it's a different vibe. Switch aside on what you seen. This don't hit IG, cause no, that ain't me. Can't see the scene out a movie clip, cause Hollywood ain't never do this here. Wanna talk about space and sound? Be certain I can never stay in line for no casting calls. Don't align with fake. Being padded walls before, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see, what else? I could nice. throw, I could sprinkle a little bit more on there. I could actually do a little bit from the reason, from that reason joint. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. People that tell you they love you, then sell you when struggling, ain't that some other shit? She ain't calling you back, could have offered that. Want to run us some help from the government? Gonna talk all that buddy buddiness like they got a chicken. She changed the script. She rolled up the latex, throw out the Amex. Now your daddy's raising up some kids. Nixie will tell your motives running in place and they fading the focus. I ain't seen no in-betweens, been high and low like the solstice. Don't do no bragging and boasting on social. We both are the people that know you. Work with the people that coach you who ain't want nothing to do with the new you. This ain't the only they used to. Don't approach fools who want to waste time. I go to the source, run up the board. Why climb up the grapevine? Don't need your money, I make mine. Music take me over state lines. When we drop like the baseline, we gonna make it crazy like Dateline. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it, man. Love it, man. Love it. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. What, what is um, what is the greatest compliment you've ever received in regards to your music? Um, I, so. So as of recent, I've had a couple of people reach out to me and just tell me how much the music has impacted them. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's really impactful when people reach out. And I know that they, they may have only been following me for a couple months and they're quoting the lyrics. They're they're pulling stuff out and they're telling me how much it's impacted them. And they're telling me their own stories. They're sharing it and they're able to articulate their own experiences and align them to um, some of the stuff that I felt, some of the stuff that I've been through. And that, that's been very important to me. Um, that's, that's helped to motivate me and inspire me to get to the next level and be able to, um, to dig deeper and pull more stuff out. And as I said, I'm always motivated to keep moving forward with the music. Uh, it's just different times, different spaces, different places. Um, as I said, so like, for example, I haven't even, I haven't been doing live shows and stuff like that. I'm not even rapping that much. I've been writing, I've been very in my head. So even, mm -hmm. even rapping right now and articulating these verses, it's not something, you know, like if, if I'm an athlete right now and this is the Olympics, I'm not ready for for being on stage yet. I mean, I can get ready pretty quick. I can condition for that. But at the okay. end of the day, it's like I, I've been in my head. So I'm hearing everything in my head. I, but I'm about to get in the studio and start recording some new stuff over the next few weeks. And as I said, we got some new stuff on the way as well. So covering all the bases, you know. Oh, no doubt. I can't wait to see. Uh, where you go, man. Uh, I want to, you know, I'm going to continue to follow you and, and check out and track your career, man, and everything that you're doing. Before we leave, man, before we wrap things up here, I kind of want to um, 
ask you what so where do you see yourself you know three to five years from now man three to five years i see myself being in a position where i can move freely um on all continents and that that's really something that i need to be able to have um as an artist i see myself establishing casablanca connect and moving in some other directions um with entrepreneurship and being able to offer opportunities to young musicians and entrepreneurs. I see myself working with some of the artists that I'm working with. Now, I don't know which artists they will be. You know, I have a good idea of some artists that are working really hard to keep growing, um, but hopefully I'll be able to work with some of them for the long haul and uh, be able to use their experience to inspire other kids coming up and continue to do the youth justice work that I do in that field. Um, as well, I, hope that I can help other people with my team get up to new levels and do things that they want to do and have that, um, that freedom as well, uh, within finances to be able to explore freely. And I mean, I've, in the next, in the next five to 10 years, I want to be able to have kids and do all that. And that's not going to slow down my efforts. That's not going to slow down what I'm doing with the music. It's, it might slow down a little bit of the rock star lifestyle that I live, <laughs> you know, all jokes aside. Um, I'm, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to be in the best physical fitness and uh, I'm going to be making the best music of my life in the next three to five years. Uh, so overall, I'm very hopeful for that. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm reaching seven figures um, the next five to 10. So, yeah. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you, man. I can't wait to see where. No, hey, there's no doubt in my mind. It's just a matter of time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You and know. then that's the thing is like money doesn't dictate it. And that's the only reason why I say helpful. Cause I'm very, I'm very, very intentional and uh, everything will come when it comes. I, I guarantee you, I will reach seven figures easy. Um, but it's all about timing. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cut my time short. I'm not gonna compromise the things I love for, for money. It's just not worth it to me, you know? Um, and as long as I'm reaching the people who I need to reach, I'm doing what I need to do. It, all of it's going to come. Um, and at the end of the day, I know I'm going to have a lot to show for it. I'm going to have, you know, the, the physical stuff matters as well. I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't. A lot of people will. But that shit matters to me. But at the end of the day, what really matters to me is my time. Time is something you can't you can't buy and you can't waste. So or you, you yeah. can waste it, but I, I'm not going to waste it, you know. <laughs> of course. Like, no, of course, Morrison Machiavelli, man. I, I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate everything that you do. Um, before we go, man, before we wrap things up, where, where can, um, and you already mentioned some of where we can find you, uh, go ahead and uh, tell the good people where they can find you, all your social media, your websites, everything, man. Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram, but I'm on all platforms. So I'm posting every single day on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I'm getting more active with the TikTok now. Cause I know the kids love TikTok, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm, I'm everywhere. Um, the easiest way to find all of my links is going to morrisonmachiavelli.com. You see my name all up on here. So, so you can just type that in morrisonmachiavelli.com on Instagram. It's Morrison Machiavelli. Uh, on the website, you'll easily be able to navigate to all the different social media platforms. You'll be able to, uh, go to my Spotify, uh, please add the songs you like to your playlist on Spotify, Apple music, Deezer, Tidal, um, any, any of those platforms. I'm on all platforms, uh, Pandora, uh, really, appreciate the support you can buy physical albums on the store as well 
um, on morrisonmachiavelli.com or on prosaicminds.com, the label. Uh, but the easiest way to find all of that is just go to morrisonmachiavelli.com. It's a very simple website, easy to navigate, whether you're on a mobile device or computer. So, you know, make it your second home. Absolutely. Check it out, guys. Check it out, man. Any, any, any shout outs, man, you want to give before, before you go? I feel like I feel like I don't want to I don't want to double plug. I plug in a lot of people just naturally throughout the process of just That's just talking good. and going through it. But uh, but I mean, shout out to everybody who supported me. Shout out to my family. Shout out to my mom, my sister, everybody who has held it down so long. Um, I have major love for everybody who's been a part of this process. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful and I look forward to building with all of you. You know, it makes me emotional just thinking about all the different people who have helped to attribute to where I am today. And, uh, it's a beautiful thing and I, it's, it's never taken lightly and it's never forgotten. No doubt. No doubt, man. Uh, Morrison, I want to thank you once again for coming on, man. And, uh, taking the time for, for being on, on, on profile pot TV. I look forward to seeing you out there, man. And, and, um, we got to do this again. You're always welcome back here. And, uh, you know, we're, we're here in Southern California area, man. Maybe we, maybe we can connect in the near future, man. Um, That's it. yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So, so thank you so much. Um, ladies and gentlemen, there you have Morrison Machiavelli out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now here in Los Angeles, he's doing his thing. He's doing big things and more to come where he is going. So uh, check him out. He, you heard the um, the website. You heard the social media. Uh, so go go check him out. Go follow him. Go support. The man is, is an amazing man. And uh, we're really glad to have him here tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody in the comment section. Saul Mercado, thank you so much, yeah. man. Yeah, big shout out to you guys. Giants NFC guy, Pie Cruiser, my man. Uh, Sarah Mendoza. Sarah Mendoza came through. And let's see, I, I like to shout everyone out. Moises Groove came through. Um, Harry Parker, Z Boxing News. Um, who else? Who else? Yib102. Yib102, thank you so much for coming through tonight. And if you're here, if you're watching on the uh, the replay, thank you so much for watching. If you're listening on the uh, audio platforms, thank you for listening in on um, you know Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, whatever, Anchor, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you so much for, for tuning in tonight, guys. Don't forget to subscribe to Profile Pod TV. You can see the uh, the logo there at the, your bot, the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. Click on that. Click on the subscribe button afterwards, and you're all good to go. You will have, you will have, uh, you will have to guarantee yourself access to a great podcast here and like i said man we're gonna we're gonna be doing the things we're evolving here i'm evolving here at profile pod tv lots of great stuff coming i can't say too much right now but um, you know just stay tuned um and morris machiavelli man thank you once again brother for for being here and um man you got i can't I, i'm speechless right now man hey. i'm really impressed man you, you you do a lot of stuff really well and and uh man well, one last so thing. So, so shout to you, shout to you, Double A. I greatly appreciate you. I want to say shout, shout out to my Z's, shout out to everybody with Zulu Union, all my Z's out there, and shout out to the Cipher. And if you want to join the Cipher, just uh, add your email on my website and uh, join the Cipher. We love you. That's it. <laughs>
There it is. There it is, man. No doubt. No doubt. Don't forget to to follow us on Profile Pod TV at Profile Pod TV underscore. You can see it there on the ticker. Subscribe here on YouTube. Follow on Twitter. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave me a comment. Leave me some feedback, guys. I love getting the feedback. Love getting input from the viewers. Uh, constructive criticism, whatever. Uh, it's all good. It's all good, man. So um, tune in next week. We will be back right here on the same channel, same time. And for Morrison Machiavelli, I'm Double A saying always to take it easy. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you later. Hey.